<laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me, actually. I don't. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to Blonde Moments Podcast. Hello. I am your pooping out the window host with the most, Gina Vogie. And I'm your laughing at Gina pooping out the window host, Melinda Collins. I cannot believe how much people loved that story. I actually had just recently listened back to that episode, and I have a real question for you. Okay. Did you guys wipe your butts? Yes. I had toilet. I Okay, so I'm habitually known for blowing my nose because I have horrible allergies, so I always had a roll of toilet paper in my bedroom. <laughs> Okay, so then you just left the poopy toilet paper in your room? No, that got hooked in the box, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I'm like, we never discussed you wiping your butt. Melinda, what kind of savage do you think I am? (laughs) Um, You're fishing for poop out of your window with a hanger. This is true. So, yes, I thought you were a savage. This is all very true. (laughs) If you have no idea what we're talking about you need to go back and listen to episode four (laughs) yeah ghosts and cemeteries which had nothing to do with gina pooping out the window but no but for some reason i just love to share these stories (laughs) i mean i always say if you can't laugh at yourself what the fuck can you laugh at right you know what my favorite people though are always people who are self-deprecating people who can Laugh at themselves and the stupid stuff that you've done. I mean, we've all done stupid stuff. You said that and I thought you said (laughs) self-defecating. Well. (laughs) Not very far off. I'm like, wow, she really likes this. I do. But good Lord. And then I listened back to episode one and there was so much poop talk where I was like, oh, my Lord, <laughs> I wonder you how, know? Many, how many people just stopped listening to us after episode one because they were like, no more poop, no more poop stories. Well, I have one story today that involves poop. And I was like, why not? Why the fuck not? Because I feel like we can't have an episode go by where somehow poop isn't involved. <laughs> no. Is this on our topic or is it on something else? No, this is on our topic. Thanksgiving stories. Yes, that's our our topic of the week, which I have some pretty funny stories. And it's a wide variety of stuff that have happened to people. Yeah, same. Same here. Well, do you have have, a story you want to start out with right away? I just had a funny autocorrect fail happen to me. And it was kind of embarrassing because um, it was my youngest daughter's, one of her friend's moms, who I don't know. I've actually never met her. I just met the dad because the dad picked her up the one night that she, <laughs> her dad picked her up the one night that she stayed the night at our house. Okay. Um, so the mom texted me asking um, if my daughter could have a sleepover at her house this weekend. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. And so the mom asked if I could drop her off at 430, blah, blah, blah. And I texted back, okay, pervert, I'll drop her off at 430. <laughs> <laughs> and you meant perfect. Yes. <laughs> And then I texted back in all caps, perfect. And I said, oh, my gosh, stupid autocorrect. And the mom, like, laughed. She was like, that was awesome. And she was like, that was really funny. My phone does that, too. So it was nice that she has a good sense of humor as well, too. Well, thank the Lord. Yeah. But, man, I hate my autocorrect. It pisses me off. And I figured when I got a new phone that maybe it would 
erase, you know, all like the keyboard habits or whatever. But it was like the other day, I'm like, oh, yeah, my blah, blah, blah. And it comes out, oh, yeah, me something. And I'm like, this doesn't even make, why would you autocorrect my to me? Well, and I swear to God, I'm not always texting pervert. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) You're like, do you want to meet at 10 a.m. pervert? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, pervert. (laughs) She's probably like, dang. You don't even know me like that. <laughs> well, she, I got you pegged. Yeah. Like, thank God it wasn't like the dad that I had met that dropped her off because he probably would have been like, fuck, what did I do when, mm-hmm. I, dro- <laughs> when I dropped or when I picked my kid up? Whatever. She's on to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. The life of Gina. Oh, Gina. Well, this week's episode is going to be on Thanksgiving stories. And again, thank you to everybody who sent in your stories. I have some really, really funny stories and a a wide variety of things that have happened to people during their Thanksgivings. Yeah. Have you had anything goofy happen to you at a Thanksgiving? You know, I was trying to think. I don't think that I have. I always cook, you know, and sometimes the turkey's not always like the juiciest but I've never like burned it or there was one Thanksgiving where I tried to do like (laughs) like a super healthy Thanksgiving oh nobody wants that ever yeah like I did mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes and I did like this grain stuffing and that I made myself I I tried to make my own cranberries with like organic cranberries and make my own like jelly sauce out of them it was fucking terrible yeah that just sounds horrible and my husband from that day was like listen we are getting stoked yep (laughs) and you're mashing potatoes he's like we're not it's one day it's one fucking day like to not have to eat really healthy yeah yeah like, it's going to be okay. It's one day. Well, two years ago, because we usually host Thanksgiving, and two years ago, we had everybody over because we have my in-laws over and then my side of the family over, and I had everything ready, set to go by, like, I'd say Monday, like, Tuesday-ish, kind of get, you know, your things in order. You have all your groceries purchased and everything. Right, yeah, because you don't want to wait until last minute to go grocery shopping. No. For- so I realized on Tuesday... I had left my turkey in the freezer. Oh, no. And, you know, most of the time you have to leave it out for like three days or four days, depending on how big the turkey is. Yeah, thaw it out. I'm like, son of a bitch. So then I ended up going to this grocery store, had to buy a fresh turkey, which costs a lot of money for a fresh turkey. I was in line for an hour and a half. Yeah. For a turkey. For a turkey. And you're lucky if you can get one like the size you want, like all of that, because all that shit is like sold out. You do not want to wait till the last minute. No. I actually were just so rude, like in line and ugh. I was in the grocery store yesterday and they already had Thanksgiving food out, like stuffing, cranberries, like all that stuff. Like that people are they're already getting ready for it. Well, it's it's smart to do that. Then, you know, you have everything because when you wait, half the stuff is gone. Yeah. Or the people are freaking rude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People at grocery stores can be so rude. Oh, my God. So I went shopping the other day. I was at Hobby Lobby. I had these three small little packages, like literally probably, I don't know, weighed like a quarter of a pound of stuff in my hand, okay? Right, like, like not a lot of stuff. I go, well, this is a while ago, but I was walking to the cash register, pregnant, waddling, and 
this old woman literally ran in front of me and Cut skipped me off. in line. <laughs> I wanted to pull in her In front hair. of a pregnant woman too. Like really? It was literally, you know, like when you're at like a, um, like a grocery store and you have the candy and, you know, that's there. And then you have the conveyor belt. Yeah. She like ran in front of me like that would be like skipping the candy. Wow. You know, like that small of a space. And I'm like, what the hell? She had some very important items she needed to check out. <laughs> she had two things in her hand. So right. she had one less thing than I had in my hand. But I was like, God, I just. I wouldn't cut off anyone. A, B, I would never cut off a pregnant woman. too. That's like, <laughs> that's super rude. Well, I had it happen to me like the week before that, too. We went to a pumpkin farm. I wasn't feeling very good. I hadn't eaten enough, I think. And I started getting a little shaky and they had these beef sticks there. So I was waiting in line to get these beef sticks. The line was long. Well, this couple was in front of me and they let five of their family members in line in front of me. Oh. Now, if they all had one purchase, it wouldn't have been a big deal. They separately checked Individually, out. Individually, yeah. And I went off. Like, on. I understand it's your family, but get in line, you know? Well, the girl turns around and she's like, well, my grandma's not feeling well or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not feeling well. And you just made me stay here even longer. And the guy was like, well, you can just go in front of us then. I'm like, it's not the That's point. That's not the point. Yeah. Like, I was probably in line for like 15 minutes. Right. You know, and it's just like half common courtesy. If it's you don't want to, if you're not yeah. ready with your stuff, you can wait. Yeah. Ugh. It's just like when you go to a pool in the summer or something and somebody has like, 10 chairs taken up with towels on them and and you're like and nobody's there they're saving these chairs for people and, and half the time they're kids who are swimming who are not even sitting in the chair mm-hmm. anyways and you're like really yeah really i thought you were gonna talk about like floating band-aids and stuff like that oh god that's disgusting <laughs> too oh, at some point i do want to do an episode on pool stories because i'm sure there's some funny oh, for sure <laughs> I mean, there's poop in there somewhere too, you know. Mm. Somebody's got a floater, a Babe Ruth bar, Baby Ruth, Baby Ruth bar. Just toss that in the into the pool and watch everybody leave. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> I had a thought as well too, um, when you were talking about not thawing your turkey out. Do you remember last year the viral challenge to text your like mom or mom or mom in law on how long to cook a twenty pound turkey in no, the microwave? No, I don't know this one. Oh yes, in the microwave. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Did, did you, you do, do it? it? I did. <laughs> I texted my mother-in-law and she's so sweet. Like she was trying to be n- nice about it. So I pulled up the text from last year. <laughs> I said, do you know how to cook a 20 pound turkey in the microwave? I'm thinking about doing it this year to save time. And she sent me like four surprised face emojis. <laughs> she's like, don't do it. She said, I just saw something on Good Morning America this morning and microwaving turkeys, but never saw how they did it because I had to get ready for work, which I'm glad she didn't because they were talking about the viral challenge. Okay. And I said, well, it said that if I microwave it, it will turn out even better than the oven. And I only have to microwave it for maybe three hours. That's less time than the oven. <laughs> <laughs> She said, all I know is what I've heard about microwaves and what they do to the meat. It like changes the molecules. (laughs) I guess it's not the best thing health wise. This is what I've heard anyway. They've banned the microwave in most of Europe. (laughs) It's cute because she's so serious about it. Right. And like, who knows where that factoid came from? I'm 
don't know that they've banned the microwave in most of Europe, but I think she was just trying to genuinely say something, <laughs> anything to get me to not cook this turkey in the microwave because she comes over for Thanksgiving, right? right like right. she would be eating said microwave turkey. Said, said microwave turkey. I said, I mean, even if it's a little rubbery from the microwave, that's better than dried out from the oven. <laughs> and she's like, what am I going to say back to her? I don't want to eat this turkey. Right. I said, microwaving it cooks meat from the inside out, right? She said, then I'm thinking, why would it be on Good Morning America? Who knows? Yes, that's what it does, but I guess it's harmful to eat after it changes the molecules. <laughs> I would be leery of doing it because who knows if, if it's going to be cooked through enough depending on the microwave. Every microwave is different. <laughs> I said, I mean, at least I can stop the microwave every hour and check on it and put more butter on. And then I said, here's the article I read. And I sent her viral challenge. Ask mom how to microwave a turkey. And uh-huh. then she got it. She said, oh, my God, I'm sitting here like, what the hell? <laughs> what is wrong with her? Oh, God. Well, I did not do that one to my mom, but I did the one where there's a picture of somebody who put a pizza on top of a plastic cutting board and put it inside of the oven. Oh, no. So the plastic is literally just completely melted. And I sent a picture to my mom (laughs) and I was like, Mom, what do I do now? She just sends me a text message back like, oh, no, Melinda. I go, what am I supposed to do? She's like, well, make sure you turn the oven off and we'll have to figure out a way to clean this. I said, yeah, but what do we do about the pizza? And she's like, throw it away. I'm like, yeah, but we want to eat the pizza. (laughs) She goes, it's ruined. I'm like, I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love how nice they try to be. So sweet. So sweet. But I'm like, really? And my mom was like, well, I looked closer. I'm like, that doesn't look like your oven. I'm like, yeah, and I'm also not an idiot (laughs) (laughs) to put a plastic cutting board in the oven. I love these viral challenges. I hope people bring that one back in a couple years, how to cook the microwave in a 20-pound microwave in a turkey. Realistically... Wait, wait, wait. that sentence didn't make sense at all. (laughs) How to put a microwave in a 20-pound turkey or something like that. You have given me champagne this morning, so... I have. Let me rephrase. We're finally wearing those adult diapers and doing our drunk challenge. Yeah, we're ready. (sighs) I'm full of blonde moments today. Good Lord. All right, I guess we should get into our stories. Well, we were. We were. (laughs) They were just teasing our mom's stories. Somebody come get me. Somebody (laughs) come get me. Chris? Nope. Come get me. Ever since your pillow humping days, he's left you high and dry now. Yeah. What the hell? All right. This first what story. What was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that <laughs> what, what I did? What the hell? Is that what I did? No, that's what I did. <laughs> there is something wrong with me today. What the hell? What the hell? Okay, I'm ready. This is my serious face. It's very serious. Thank you. So the first story that I have is from Michelle, and she wrote, I was about 12 years old, and my mom spent the whole day cooking up a fantastic feast for my family. When she came to the table with the last item, something happened to me. I think it was the combination of smells from different foods and my body trying to take it all in. I got violently ill. Oh, no. I fell to the floor in an attempt to get to the bathroom, but instead I just vomited for 10 minutes straight on my mom's favorite carpet. Oh. (laughs) Or just spit all over myself. (laughs) 
It looked like I ate everything at the table and threw it up because it just never seemed to stop. After I had emptied everything inside of me, I felt fantastic, but everyone else wasn't hungry anymore. We (laughs) (laughs) we heated everything up and had Thanksgiving dinner the next day. (laughs) Yeah, I would not have an appetite after that either. No, I, I have a hard time when people puke. Yeah, just wait until your kids get sick. That's the worst because you got to clean it up. I would just be puking the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you're shaking puke out of the sheets. It's not fun. Oh, shaking puke out of the sheets? Yeah, because you don't want to put puke. Where do you bit- shake it? Outside. Outside. <laughs> Feed those dogs outside. again. <laughs> Lay it on the floor and let Dexter eat it. Oh, no. <laughs> dogs and their sweet treats they get. Ugh. All right, I have one, a short one. My sister-in-law was up early in the morning making stuffing and preparing the turkey. When she opened up the stuffing mix, <laughs> moths flew out. Oh, no. The sealed package. <laughs> Her husband. A sealed package? Yes. Her husband had to make an emergency run in search of stuffing mix that morning. <laughs> he found it, but it was a challenge. Yeah, that's gross. How does How does a moth even survive in like a sealed... I don't know. Damn. Yeah, that's gross. That's really gross. Maybe it was. Well, I mean, it had to have been old, right? Like, just some added protein to your stuffing. <laughs> Yuck. I would have been like, um, I'm not going out today and trying to find stuffing. <laughs> I don't. I'm good. The old stove top never fails. Moth top. Moth top. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. It's moth flavor. I need some mothing. <laughs> I get it, like stuffing. Like stuffing, mothing. Oh, I'm oh. so on top of what you're saying. <laughs> Remember that one year we had mothing? Like that again. <laughs> this one is from Joe. My grandmother ran out of counter space. Shit was sort of burning like crazy on top of the stove. She oh. took out the turkey on the tray, looked around, and put it on the ground for like three seconds. She intended for it to be there for three fucking seconds. Her dog Roscoe had been following her all day. Earlier, she tossed him a turkey giblet, and I guess that didn't sit well with him. He shit all over my grandma's leg, floor, and freshly cooked turkey in one explosive two-second blast of fiery diarrhea oh no (laughs) see i thought there's the poop yep but i thought he was just gonna eat some of the turkey nope oh plot twist that's terrible (laughs) (laughs) that's so terrible there's the poop there's the poop in this episode. That's why I, I have a wide variety though and it's not a gina personal poop story so it's not Yet. Who knows Yet. what's up your sleeve? I think we should have a viral challenge of people pooping out the windows. So. Nope. Don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm good. We are not encouraging that. Do not send me a video of you pooping. I am encouraging it. No. Well, then send them directly to Gina's yeah. Instagram page. I don't want to see that. I want to see those butts out the window. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some weird shit sent to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. I want to see the viral challenge. Hashtag poop out the window. Oh, my God. All right. So this one's a drunk story, which I always like these yes. holiday drunk stories. Last year, my dad got blind drunk, like the drunkest I've ever seen him. He kicked me and my girlfriend out of the house very loudly. And when we were packing up, he came and asked why we were leaving and demanded we stay. <laughs> Oh, no, he didn't even remember. After another five minutes, he came back and kicked us out again. (laughs) We went to my mom's house, who was so drunk, we couldn't wake her up. 
we ended up playing Borderlands all night, which I don't know what that is. Is that like Risk or something? I have no idea. <laughs> so he kicked him out. He was like, why are you leaving? And then kicked him out again. All, all in the span of one Thanksgiving. I mean, when you're that drunk, you don't even remember what you were telling people. people. I wonder why he kicked him out. Like That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, this story is from Melissa from Buffalo, New York. I like that she wrote where she was from, too. I think that's fun. I like that. So this is a two-part story. Before dinner, my boyfriend's dad asked if he can do anything to help. Of course, we said nothing, but we told him to light the candles. Simple, right? Well, he took the lighter and started like five or six candles. (laughs) A few minutes went by, and we smelled burning. Turns out he forgot she used the battery operated candles for decorations and he started all of those on fire. If you're the one lighting it too, how do you not notice that they're battery operated? Operated. Yeah, because they're like a it's like a plastic Right, flame. Yeah. (laughs) And burning plastic smells so bad too. I mean, I could see like maybe one, but five or six. Yeah. And you know how long he had to been lighting those things? <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> My God. She says, part two. It was the end of the night and everything was cleaned up. We were going to sit in front of the fire with hot cocoa. I have that whipped cream canister that Starbucks uses. It was literally out of the box, so I just assumed I could figure it out. I added the heavy cream and sugar, shook it up, and tried to add the whipped cream, and it was just coming out liquid. I'm furious because this thing is from William sonoma and it was pricey. I shook it again and nope. So I decided to start over and open it up and boom, the loudest noise. (laughs) CO2 canister exploded and cream went everywhere. (laughs) My sister-in-law came running downstairs thinking someone was shot. We were dying laughing and still talk about this story. We found cream for days. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. And you know what? Like cream though too, when you don't find it, like if it's like spilled milk or whatever. Oh, it's so stinky, though. Yeah. Like, Sticky, stinky, sour. Terrible. But (laughs) thanks for sending that in. That was hilarious, especially the candles. (laughs) I have one that I found online when I was like, oh, wow, this is sad, actually. Hope this never happens to anyone. I went with to a boyfriend's house and spent the morning with his family, brothers and sisters and their significant others from far away. His grandmother was there sitting quietly in a recliner and not saying much. After a couple hours, dinner was ready, so we all went into the dining room except his grandma. Someone went back to help her, thinking she had trouble getting out of her chair and discovered that she had died no. sometime while we were all sitting around talking and laughing. Oh, no, grandma. I know. Someone called an ambulance and the boyfriend's parents went with the body while the rest of us had a very odd and awkward dinner. I know. She said, on the plus side, I like to think that she died happy. She was surrounded by family. and Although she didn't say much, she smiled at all of our jokes. It's really not a bad way to go when you think of it. It was just really, really strange for the rest of us. I can't even imagine. That's so somber. I know. That's so terrible. And sobering and like. But I like her her twist on it. Yes. Like she was surrounded by family. And, you know, I think Thanksgiving is definitely a time where everybody kind of does reflect on what you're thankful for, you know. Oh, my God. I know. That's sorry. That was like a bummer one. Thanks for bringing the mood down, Gina. (laughs) 
I'll bring it back up. Perfect. I ordered a mid-sized turkey from a woman who raised them the afternoon before Thanksgiving. I drove to her farm to pick up my turkey. It was 37 pounds. Oh, my God. (laughs) Feeding the whole neighborhood, I guess. But it was the only one that she had left. On my way home, I stopped at the local hardware store to buy a pan the turkey would fit in. <laughs> I mean, you have to, like, make your own 37-pound <laughs> yeah. turkey. You can have enough turkey for, like, days with that. Weeks. I have to tell you, though, turkey sandwiches the next day is the only reason I love Oh, yeah. You got to put cranberries and stuffing on the sandwich. It's uh, so good. Fresh cracked pepper and Miracle Whip. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm not the miracle whip, but I'm getting horny thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Food porn. Armed with a huge aluminum pan, I went home to discover that the bird did not fit into our wall oven. Oh no. My husband cut off the drumsticks and some other parts, which the drumsticks are my favorite parts. I I love the drumsticks. On Thanksgiving morning, I put the turkey in the oven. Several hours later, I checked on the turkey just as it caught fire. (gasps) some of the melting fat had dripped down into the heating coil leading to flames and lots of smoke of course just as we threw open all the doors and windows to get the smoke out of the house my parents drove up for dinner (laughs) oh no (laughs) how do you come back from that too i mean the turkey is the most important part of your meal your meal yeah like the smell of the turkey cooking is like smells so great not there's a fire going to boston market last minute (laughs) Or, or like in a Christmas story, they go to the Chinese mm-hmm. food place. That reminds me of the one time that I started a fire in my oven. Oh, yes. True story. <laughs> Please let everybody know we, this story. We had just moved into our house and, you know, we had to get new appliances, new refrigerator, stove, everything. So we had ordered a stove, but it got somehow damaged in shipping. So Lowe's was like... It's okay, we'll give you this loaner stove to use until we get a new one of your stoves in. So we're like, cool. So it was a gas. So they came and apparently they couldn't hook up a gas stove. I don't know what legalities are there with Lowe's. I don't know. So they couldn't hook it up. But what they did tell me was once you get it hooked up, turn it to like 450 degrees and turn it on just for like 30 minutes, right? And I was like, okay. And this was also my first time using a gas stove. So I was like, okay. But I was also very nervous because I'd always had, you know, electric stoves Mm -hmm. and my gas like, ooh, kind of freaks me out. So then my husband has his friend come over and hook the stove up for me. And he hooked it up. Nobody says anything else to me except for what I've information I've just told you. So I wanted to use the oven. So I turned it on and my youngest daughter was like not even two at the time. I turned it on 450 degrees, set the timer for 30 minutes. (laughs) I came into the kitchen and there was like some steam, what I thought, you know, coming out of the top of the stove. And I was like, huh, you know, I was like, Okay, but the guy said that some oils would burn off or whatever. So I was like, that's probably the oils. So I go back, do some other stuff, come back 15 minutes later, and there is full on. (laughs) My kitchen is filled with smoke. I looked inside the stove and there was a fire, like a legit fire. And I was like, oh, my God, this is gas stove. I'm like, what am I going to do? Is this normal? Yeah, is this okay? And so I call my husband who's at work and he tells this story differently. He says that I called and just said, there's a fire. (laughs) Which I don't recall doing. Of course. I was like, basically, the stove is on fire. And he's like, why are you calling me? He's like, hang up and call 911. Because you're the man. You're supposed to know what to do. So I hang up. I call 911. 
And shout out to the Oak Creek to Police Department, Fire Department. They were there like so fast, you know. And and they Did were you like, turn the oven off? Hell no! When I called me. <laughs> They were like, is it a gas or electric stove? And I said, gas. They were like, evacuate. <laughs> evacuate the house. So I'm like grabbing my, you know. You're like making like vegetables on the stove though. <laughs> I grab. I was in my pajamas still too. I don't even think I had a bra on. But I'm like panicking at this point. Grabbed my youngest daughter, you know, wrapped us in a blanket and, and went outside, you know. And so... <laughs> They block off the sides of the street. We've been in this house for a week. I haven't met any neighbors yet, like nothing. It was a side street. They blocked it off. And so all my neighbors started to come out. And here I am, like, disheveled with no bra on, wrapped in a blanket with my house on fire, my, my stove on fire. Turns out Lowe's uh, loner stove was brand new. And inside the broiler pan was all the paperwork mm-hmm. for the stove. Now, why would I need manuals and paperwork for a loner stove? A. B, at no point in time did the Lowe's people tell me it was in there. Hey, or Chris's friend, Jason. Yeah, who, Jason. Yeah, who hooked the <laughs> stove up to the gas line. This is your fault. Yeah. This is actually a perfect blonde moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just burnt the shit out of those manuals and then i was terrified to call lowe's because i'm like oh man what are they gonna do <laughs> um are we gonna yeah. get our money back are you gonna take this yeah so i called them and told them they were like okay like no didn't big even t- flinch didn't even flinch and i was like okay well you can come get your burnt stove they're out of business now aren't they lowe's yeah no no okay i don't think so i've heard rumors i don't know because of people like you yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, well, you can take your stove back, but there is no broiler pan. <laughs> and there's no manual. <laughs> no manuals. The fire department, like, chucked it on my front lawn. It was like this charcoal piece. My mom, <sighs> when we were growing up, we always would read, like, you know, you have manuals and things that come with appliances or whatever. But one of the things that we always thought was so stupid was it said, do not use your oven door as a step stool. And we just thought it was the funniest thing. So before, like, my mom would leave me and my sister home alone for something, she'd be like, and remember, you should always use the oven door as a step stool. <laughs> like, you know, just telling us, like, okay, that's a common sense thing. Right. I mean, because the whole stove would tip over, right? Right. Or, and you'd, or you'd break the door off. Or, I yeah. mean, a lot of the times it's like the glass that's in the middle, too. But there is a reason they've had to put that disclaimer. Well, they should have had a disclaimer. <laughs> manual inside. Take the fucking broiler pan <laughs> manual out. Hey, you might want to take this out before you turn the oven on, though. Something. Well, I have kind of a funny story that's kind of related to you. So you had me over for dinner God, this was a long time ago. And you made something in your broiler. I don't remember what it was, if it was like a chicken or something. Well, I wanted to try it. And at that time, I was living in an apartment. And I almost started our apartment on fire because (laughs) nobody ever uses a broiler in an apartment. And there was smoke everywhere. I had to keep standing on a chair, like waving. The smoke alarm is going up. It was so bad. So, yeah, and you made that orzo rice. 
with yeah. it. It was really freaking good, but never used a broiler. I again. swear I'm a good cook, people. I swear. I just, apparently I just like to. You just had a blonde moment. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, for me, I have no idea how to use a broiler. Not a clue. Oh, see, I like using the broiler. You'll have to come over and teach me sometime. I will. Only if you put your lion butter dish out, though. Uh, no. Feel sad every time I come here. It's not out. <laughs> He's put away for special occasions. Is he going to come out for Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> I spent my first Thanksgiving with my husband in his Irish-Italian neighborhood in New York City. As a newcomer, I was placed in charge of boiling 15 pounds of potatoes, which that's uh, a lot of potatoes. That sucks, too. All that peeling you have to do. Yeah. That's a lot of peeling. No, thanks. When they were ready, I picked up the pan and surveyed the crowded kitchen for a sink in which to drain them. My husband's elderly Uncle Bob guided me to a small half bathroom and grabbed the steaming pot. He started to drain the potatoes into the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. You don't but want your food anywhere near a that. toilet. No. Uh-uh. But he lost his grip on the lid and oh. all the potatoes tumbled in. Uncle Bob. <laughs> No. I screamed, oh, no. But Uncle Bob began fishing the potatoes out of the toilet. No, Uncle Bob. No. (laughs) No one will ever know, he whispered. Now just go out there and mash them. Sometime later during the meal, my husband's aunt leaned over and whispered, your potatoes are delicious. I think you're going to fit in into this family quite nicely. Nope. (laughs) Don't like that. I do not like that. Ah, man. There's like... Hopefully there was no poop or pee in the toilet. (laughs) But even so... Even still, it's a toilet. And then they're already cooked, so it's not like you're going to No. And you can't tell me there's not some pooticles in there. (laughs) (laughs) No. Somewhere there is pooticles or pee or something. (laughs) Like, somewhere in that toilet. Pudicles. Yeah, it's like, that's a mish, mix mash word. Maybe that's a real word. word. Is it? Pudicles? It is now. Yeah. I mean, if Bootylicious can make it into the dictionary, right. Pudicles can. Yeah, why not? Pudicles and Choggy. I mean, we're just... <laughs> I feel like it is Choggy in here today. <laughs> My female cousin and I like to have burping contests. One year after eating Thanksgiving dinner, we started our competition. Swallow air, force a burp. Swallow air, force a burp. Belches kept escalating into the point where she ends up vomiting all over the table. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I conceded defeat as I didn't feel like trying to top that. <laughs> a decade or so later, she's still the champion. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember doing that as a kid. I can't burp on command at all. You can't swallow air and burp? No. Oh, that was very <laughs> weak. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I can do something better than that. Uh, okay, maybe I can't either. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a queefing challenge next. <laughs> That's disgusting. What is wrong with me? How dare I talk like that? A queef is never not funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That should be the name of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a queef is never not funny. Anytime it's happened... <laughs> Oh, man. And I mean, come on. Everybody out there, you've had a queef happen some t- some point in time. For During sure. sex, like, air gets up there. It happens. It's a vagina. It's, it's, it happens. Or when you're just on a swing set. Yeah. I'm just kidding. 
love that you agreed with me, though. I, I, or a seesaw. I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this, but I got your back. <laughs> but I got you. <laughs> Even I like do a lot you're... of naked swinging, so. <laughs> well, I do not see a swing set in your backyard, so. It's upstairs. Uh-oh. <laughs> Even when you're having sex and a queef comes out, like, it's funny. It's funny. Like, I'll keep having sex, but I'll laugh during this. Anything like that. Like, any noises your body makes is funny. Like, you know, you move your arm weird against your boob and it makes, like, a little farting noise. And all that stuff is so funny. (laughs) Okay, back to our turkey stories. (laughs) I just can't help it. Obviously, we had to do a side note of something dirty. Yeah. It happens. This is the way our minds work, people. And that's why you continue listening to us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Your minds must work this way, too. Yep. All right. So I prepared my first Thanksgiving dinner ever in 1960. My husband was a ship's pilot and was not due home until around 3 a.m. Thanksgiving Day, so I ordered a 25-pound fresh-killed turkey from the local butcher. It was delivered in a paper bag the day before Thanksgiving. I put it in the refrigerator to be dealt with later. That night I fed, bathed, and put to bed our three children. I set the table for 16 guests and made the stuffing, sweet potatoes, potatoes, cranberry sauce, apple pie, pumpkin pie, and more. It was 2 a.m. before I took the turkey out of the refrigerator. As I opened the bag, I nearly fainted. (laughs) There was the turkey, feathers and all. Oh, no. I tried to pull the feathers out, but it didn't work. At that hour, there was no one I could call for help. I was beginning to get hysterical. (laughs) I went into the bathroom to get some tissues to dry my tears when I saw the answer to my problem right on the bathroom counter. You can imagine my husband's surprise an hour later when he walked in the house and saw his very tired wife crying and shaving the turkey with his... (laughs) She was shaving cream on it. With his electric shaver. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like a regular razor. Oh, my God. It worked fine, and my husband is still using his electric shaver. Man. <laughs> hey, but she thought outside of the box. She sure did. That was pretty impressive. There was the answer. <laughs> my husband. It's like the light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. I know. I know what I can do. I'll just shave this bird. It'll be fine. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking about this? <laughs> but I can't, like, feathers, though, have that, that's like. That's just what I was going to say. They have, like, that, that part that, that's in the skin. Yeah, that's, like, the thick part. I don't know what it's called. Right. So it's the- almost like you would need one of those, <laughs> one of those, like, things that, like, pulls the hairs out or whatever. A tweezer? No, they have, like, those shavers that, like, pull the hairs okay. out. Okay. Oh, it starts with an E. Yeah, I can't I have think one upstairs. Of it. But that, to me, would have worked better, right? Because if you shave it, that, like, pointy part of the end of the feather, I, I don't know if there's a name for that. We'll just call it pointy Epilator. part of the end of the feather. Epilator. Ep- oh, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I have one of those. It works awesome. But that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was... You just looked at me with, like, disgust. <laughs> well, because I was asking if there was a name for the pointy part of the end of the feather, and you were still thinking about the name for the other thing. Yes, yes. And so I thought that you meant epilator was the name of the hen- <laughs> the name of the end of the pointy part of the feather, and I was like, okay, huh? I 
Calamus is the part of the shaft held in the feather follicle. See, I knew it. I knew <laughs> there was a name for it. There's always a fucking weird name for so this shit. So that's the part the epilator would pull out. Yes. See? The shaft. The shaft, the shaft of the feather. I don't know why I like that word shaft so much. Because of the F. It makes me think of a dick, too. Always. Yeah. You I always cannot have to hear go back shaft to and not think of a dick. I think of the movie. See, I don't. I think of a penis. I've never seen it. The shaft, shaft. of a penis. You've never seen a shaft of a penis? <laughs> the movie. Oh. <laughs> nope, never. I am a virgin. I'm like, uh... <laughs> Okay. Here's a really quick one. My dad and uncle tried frying a turkey very drunkenly. They forgot about it. The oil went up in flames and so did the side of my uncle's house. Oh, no. <laughs> I have heard that all those people like trying to fry turkeys, there's been a lot of people who yeah. have started their house on fire. It's like very dangerous, actually. And But does I've never personally had a fried turkey. So I don't know how it tastes. I don't know either, but I've heard it's fantastic. I mean, I've never had it. I've always wanted to try it, but I mean, you have to buy like all the equipment too, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, I don't think it's cheap either. I don't know, but somebody can make me one and I'll try it. I would love that. Yeah. If somebody makes a good fried turkey, we would love to try it. Okay. (laughs) All right, I have a funny one. Please let us try it. Yeah, we want to try the fried turkey. A newlywed cousin, not known for her cooking skills, was determined to take on hosting our whole extended family one Thanksgiving. We all joked about her skills on the big day, taking bets on whether or not she had remembered to thaw the turkey, remove the giblet bag, and so on. Which earlier you said giblet. I just want to tell you it is giblet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably still say giblet. As the turkey roasted, it began smelling. That's what smelling. balls feel like. What's that? That's what balls feel like. A giblet? <laughs> Don't mind me. As the turkey roasted, it began smelling. Well, strange. During the carving of the bird, Grandpa suddenly shouted, What the fuck? <laughs> Grandpa, you can't swear. He flipped the carcass over, revealing a round black blob stuck onto the underside. Oh, no. It was the sink stopper. Oh, God. <laughs> it apparently got wedged in the turkey during the initial <laughs> rinsing of the bird. Roasted rubber was what he had smelled. Needless to say, we gave thanks for and thoroughly enjoyed our vegetarian feast. Oh, I had a lot of people write in about them forgetting to take out the bag of like the giblets yeah. and everything. And I'm like, That's... some people like to cook those. I don't. I don't. Well, you can you put it in your stuffing or whatever, but like Ugh. you're not supposed to leave it inside the cabinet. No, you got to pull that thing out. Yeah, right away. That reminds me of one of the early um, episodes of one of the Real Housewives. They were cooking a chicken or a turkey, and she was like, "Oh, you have to wash the outside of it." So she got out hand soap, and she was literally washing oh, no. the bird with hand soap. Oh. <laughs> I've never done anything like that. Once at Thanksgiving dinner, someone asked my aunt to pass an extra napkin. She went to hand it across the table, but accidentally held the napkin over one of the candles and set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story, I think, is don't have any flammable anything at your Thanksgiving parties. Yeah, but it's on 
ambiance, right? Like the can I always have candles. Well, lit. if you can Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ju- you can have the LED ones, just don't tell people to light them. Right. Do do not light the plastic ones. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another fun one. We purchased our fresh Thanksgiving turkey too far in advance and had to freeze it. Unfortunately, the freezer was too small. With determination and lots of pushing, we forced the turkey in and closed the freezer door. It wasn't until we went to remove the turkey to thaw that we remembered that water expands when it freezes. The turkey was huge and solidly stuck against the ice maker. We left the freezer door open for hours, but it wouldn't budge. We pulled out a hair dryer to speed up the defrosting <laughs> process. <laughs> but the ice maker held tight. Finally, in desperation, we shut off the electricity and cut the lines to the ice maker. <laughs> oh, my God. Both the ice maker and the turkey slid out gracefully. The turkey was delicious, and from now on, we used old-fashioned ice trays. Oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> This is another fun little short one. One year, I chose the kosher turkey recipe from Rick Rogers' cookbook. Thanksgiving 101. I have no idea who that is. I purchased a kosher turkey from my butcher and didn't think about it until an hour before cooking time. I unwrapped the bird to find it completely covered in feathers. Oh, no. (laughs) Here's another epilator story. Yep. I called my butcher who laughed and said, lady, I assumed you knew what you were in for. He told me to pick up a pair of pliers and start plucking. Pliers. When the guests arrived, we were still plucking. All the guests pitched in and my clean kitchen became littered with greasy, limp feathers. You wouldn't even be able to cook that in enough time than if your guests are already there. It turned out to be the tastiest turkey of all time, she said. Oh, my God. So here's a lesson for this, everyone. If you're getting a fresh turkey or a kosher turkey or whatever, ask them, hey, is this thing defeathered or not? Because I don't know about you, but that would gross me out so much. I wouldn't like anything like that. There was one year where I was like bound and determined to get an organic farm fresh turkey from a local farm. So I went out and and it was like an hour drive there and an hour drive back. Like it was quite a ways to get it i think it was like yuppie hill or something i don't know (laughs) sounds like that would be the name of a place right yeah an organic turkey from and i had to place an order for this turkey like a month ahead of time too like it was insane and i had found that out the year prior so i was like i'm gonna get this turkey and thankfully it was like defeathered and whatever but it wasn't that good what do you think was wrong with it i have no idea so every year since then i'm like i just go to the outpost you know like whatever and get a turkey there and it's just fine Hmm. and i don't have to drive two hours and order it a month in advance i do like making the turkey and you like separate the skin from the actual meat and you like rub like your butter Butter underneath i love the way that feels something's wrong with me yes i don't love i actually i don't look forward to that but it's important to get the butter under the skin i agree you have to and seasoning you just like to get up all up in there i like the way it feels i am a really good turkey maker though (laughs) she's you're spending like an extra hour in the kitchen by don't mind me (laughs) just cooking our turkey just give me 10 more minutes I like the way it feels. I don't know. And like when you first get like that separation between the skin and the meat. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Like I actually enjoy the way that feels too. 
I don't enjoy it though. Well, like I can do. come over and do it for you. Please do. But I, I am really a good turkey cook. My turkey is every year is juicy, moist. Well, you'll have to give me your your secrets then. It's all the extra rubbing I do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess I just have to give my turkey a better rub down this year. Yeah, I get a little uh, liquored up in the morning, get a little buzz going, get a little turned on, and go to town rubbing that turkey. <laughs> okay, here's another fun You're one. like, next story. <laughs> <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> so, um, anyways... We hosted Thanksgiving at my house one year, and our dining room is on the second floor of the house. My aunt was in a wheelchair at the time, and we didn't know what to do since she couldn't get up the stairs, so we built a ramp for her. We went to the store and bought all the wood and ended up building a really solid ramp. When the day came, we realized the staircase ramp was just too steep. My aunt was on the heavier side, so it took a lot of effort to push her up because it was so steep. (laughs) Oh, no. When she was nearly at the top, we lost control, (laughs) and she nearly came crashing down. It was a whole fiasco. Long story short, we got her up the stairs eventually, and now it's just a fun memory. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos of paramedics running out on like the field with the stretcher and then they fall over the person or they're holding the person on the stretcher and they trip? I just saw a really funny one the other day. The guy, they got the guy on the stretcher. One of the paramedics or athletic trainers or whoever it was turns around to pick up the handles on the stretcher so his butt would actually be facing their patient uh-huh. and he falls and he totally just sits on the guy's face ass in his face. just teabags him <laughs> yeah. but can you imagine like you're in pain when oh. someone's butt and balls are on your face yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i have another one i love these you have all these like awesome like little quick ones too i know you're welcome <laughs> She gave me those doe eyes. Wow, that was supposed to be my sexy face. You went like your doe eyes. Like Oh, I thought you said dumb eyes. No, I said doe. I was like, Damn. give me those stupid ass eyes again. <laughs> I don't even talk to you like that. God. I think when we're I- getting a little tipsy here. <laughs> Whew. Somebody come get me <laughs> again. <laughs> I'll come get you. I'll separate your skin from your meat and oh just start God. rubbing it. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. Oh, that is creepy. When I was in college, my older brother and I lived in the same city. I insisted we celebrate the holiday together. I had no frame of reference for cooking Thanksgiving dinner, but preparation went remarkably well. Until the grand carving of the turkey, I had soaked the cutting board in pine cleaner to get it spanking clean, and the turkey Ew, instead tasted like a Christmas no. tree. <laughs> I've since become a cooking instructor many years later. <laughs> I hope you went back to school first. That's yeah. gross, too. I have another one about a bad green bean casserole a couple of years ago my younger sister decided she was finally brave enough to join in on the family tradition of everyone making a dish to bring to thanksgiving dinner we suggested she make a we suggested she make a green bean casserole since it is easy the recipe is right on the can 
and inexpensive, a little condensed soup and frozen green beans. On Thanksgiving Day, she walked in with a huge roasting pan and sat on the counter. I asked how it came out, and she said, okay, but it costs more money to make than I thought. She uncovered the dish to reveal a gray, gelatinous, green speckled mass sprinkled with a few fried onions on top. Oh, God. I calmly asked, sweetheart, did you follow the recipe? Yes, she replied. I just can't believe how much soup it takes to make it. I grabbed an extra can of green beans. We had to see what had gone wrong. And there it was. Two 10-ounce cans of cream of mushroom soup. Without much experience, she thought it said 10 cans, not 10-ounce <laughs> cans. <laughs> so it's just basically like cold. Yeah. Mushroom cream soup. Cream of mushroom soup. We put the dish out on the table with everyone else's dish because she had put so much effort into it. Everyone took a big gray scoop of it. (laughs) And no one in our family has thought about green bean casserole the same way again. I do like cream of mushroom soup, though. I like green bean casserole, too. But yeah, 10 cans of soup. Like, cool. That is so funny. That'd be disgusting. Oh my God. Well, I hope everybody's learned some lessons on what to not do yeah. this Thanksgiving. See, we're just helping you out, people. We're just helping. We're here to help. We're here for you. <laughs> what else do you think we're doing this for? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think for our own entertainment, too. For I, sure. I don't know about you, but I have a blast doing this with I you. I love so. doing this with you. <laughs> Honestly. Best part of my week. So next week, we decided our topic is going to be Florida stories. Which I can't wait. Uh, I lived in Florida for 12 years, and let me tell you, well, I've got I think some Florida stories. Most of them will probably get online, but if you guys as listeners have your own Florida stories, please share. Please share them. Our um, email address is blondemomentspodcast at gmail. You can also find us on our social media platforms, Instagram. We have our own Blonde Moments Podcast forum and same thing on Twitter, but you can find us. Yeah. Give us a follow. Yeah, so I God, Florida stories, man, and there's been so many recently. I can't I wait. Think I'm gonna be crying, <laughs> laughing. All right, and I'm gonna end us on our blonde joke. <laughs> A blonde drops off her dress to the dry cleaners. The lady says, "Come again." The blonde says, "No, it's toothpaste this time." <laughs> <laughs> yes, this time. Yeah. <laughs>